0: everyone welcome to my podcast looking back in this episode i talk about past romantic and platonic relationships with my good friend alex and what that's taught us in the long run uh, i feel like i should preface this episode by saying that we do briefly mention suicide and self-harm at some point in the middle so that's just a bit of a content warning for anyone who needs it uh in this episode we talk about red flags making time for the other person in your relationship Uh, we talk about honesty and truth among a couple other things so without further ado sit back and enjoy the episode okay guys welcome to the first episode of this podcast looking back so um, I started this podcast mostly for myself. Um, it helps me organize and verbalize my thoughts, um, but also for the listener, um, I guess kind of to humanize people and show people who might be struggling or going through something that they can take and learn things from their situation. Um, I did lose my voice a couple of days ago. So if my voice sounds a bit raspy or like weird, nice. <laughs> don't even worry about it. Um, I also think that a lot of people have the mindset that things are constantly happening to them, that the world is against them. Maybe you were having a bad day. Maybe there were lots of things going wrong and you dropping your coffee was the last straw. Um, wow. Why am I out of breath? (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's kind of just to connect with people better, show people another side of things and show people another like way of thinking and dealing with their situations so what we're going to be talking about in this episode is platonic romantic and family relationships and what um, we have learned from them i say we because i have a guest here her name is alex hi thank you for having me sophie yeah of course so first of all we're going to dive into our first question here so just introduce yourself to the listeners so tell us more about yourself where you're from Uh, How you know me, and since we're talking about relationships, can you outline your situation right now, and how many romantic relationships have you had? Awesome, yeah, so
1: my name is Alex, and I'm from Greece, but I was born in Toronto. Um, How I know you, well, we go way back, actually, we met like four or five years ago through soccer practice. Ages ago. And, yeah, and we just... We've been hanging out in Hong Kong ever since, and we're actually now ended up at the same school. We're both at Ryerson, but Sophie's in second year now, so it's it's so great that she's convenient. She just lives down the street from me, so it's, it's so nice having someone from Hong Kong here as well. Um, which is great and yeah I um, think having someone from home is always like a good refresher you know definitely no I feel much more safe knowing that that you're here as well so it's it's such a good feeling yeah and um with the relationships as of right now I'm single and loving it Oh (laughs) it's going great but um I've had one I want to say one romantic relationship but two proper relationships like Mm-hmm. But I don't consider the first one that... I don't think there was any love there, but it was still a relationship in itself. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How about you? How many
1: relationships have you
0: had? Um, I have been in two proper relationships. The first one was 11 months long, and it ended when I moved to Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, And I actually had a lot of problems with that. Not, like, with the actual relationship. That was great. But, like... Uh, just the whole change thing moving to another country and at the same time having to deal with a breakup it wasn't too, great right? i was in that quarantine was right. as well That's that quarantine horrible. was awful i didn't know anyone in toronto wow so i was in my university res and i couldn't get any food delivered up to me so i was just eating the shitty res food that wow. i had uh, someone dropped me off some drinks at some point because he felt bad <laughs> for essentials. me in quarantine. The essentials, exactly. exactly. Wow, um, man.
1: That's crazy. Yeah,
0: that was really shitty, though, dealing with um, a breakup in quarantine and in imagine. a new country. Yeah. In a complete... Well, not a new country. I've been to Canada before loads of times, but yeah. it's just like I'd only... like Before moving to Toronto, I had only... Um, being to Toronto one time for three days and you were there with me actually we met up there that was my first time wow that was like
1: two or three years ago now
0: yeah that was yeah that was like two two and a half years ago now that's insane yeah so everything was so foreign to me I was I did have a nice big room to quarantine in though um, cuz remember pitman um oh that was a popped pee i remember pitman obviously had the covid rules so only one person per bathroom that's crazy yeah. so i had a four bedroom apartment all to myself wow and some people are like oh wow you're so lucky like yes I was lucky to have that bedroom but it just made it even more like yeah like lonely like the more I feel like the more space that you have like the lonelier that you feel you know just
1: empty walls yeah it's just you alone literally empty walls
0: and yeah I did not take good care of myself that year it was just like because there was no one else in my room like obviously I didn't have to clean it up for anyone so it was just like always a mess yeah
1: Yeah. and you need to be with people during a breakup too like the reason why I got over it the way I did was because I kept surrounding myself with people, so I can't even imagine how hard it was for you just being alone, isolated, fully immersed in this new city. Like, Toronto's a fast city. There's always something happening.
0: That's so true, but I feel like I kind of... I, I kind of, like, acclimatized to, like, the pace in, um, Toronto, like, really easily. Awesome. It's just, like, everything felt so foreign, and, like, yeah. everyone that I was meeting was so, like, nice, and, like, we'll talk about this in another episode, like, about, like, moving countries, but, um, it was just, like, the culture shock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It was, yeah, the culture shock was insane, because I had only been to Toronto one other time. Yeah. I didn't know what other people were like there, like, um, I did run into like a lot of people who were just like super nice, but then it was kinda just like How are you so nice? Yeah, <laughs> you know? Exactly. It's just like, just like it's eh, it's really it's really weird. weird. Like how how yeah. are you so nice? There's like no no like this is also why I wanna talk about because yeah. like there's no like like as soon as you meet someone, there's no like realness yet. Yeah. I guess it's, very it's true. always just like I would I wouldn't call it fake. It's just like um, very sugar coated. Oh, for that's sure. what it is. Yeah, um, yeah, it's true. Yeah, so this is why I'm kind of starting my podcast so that like I guess to get rid of the sugar coated. I hate yeah. things being sugar coated. I, I hate, hate you. Hate... Yeah, yeah. Just tell, it, give it to me straight. Like yeah. tell, tell me like. If you have a problem with me, I want to know. Like, I don't want any of this, like, passive-aggressive shit happening. Yeah, and most people aren't like that, so it's frustrating, right? Yeah, yeah, so true. Let's dive into the deeper questions Okay. So what is the biggest life lesson you have learned or taken from a past relationship? Mm. Interesting.
1: I'd say the previous one was probably... It was my first long-term, and it was not a great first experience. So (laughs) what I tell people usually, a lesson that I've learned, is that... You can, never be, you can never be too careful, you know. I, I put all my trust in this person, and I thought that they would never betray me. I thought they wouldn't hurt me, and I let my guard down. I put all my walls down, and I was just so vulnerable. And in the end, all of that got used against me. So I, I, I just say always have a bit of a guard up and just always be careful with who you're letting into your life because you never know, even the nicest person can come and fuck you over in the end
0: yeah yeah that's so true
1: yeah what about you what's one of the biggest lessons you've learned from a previous relationship
0: um i would say now i'm always gonna put my friends first yes always put my friends first because if something happens with the person that you're dating and like it doesn't go right and they're like your number one best friend i guess like you don't you won't have anyone there for you if you like, neglect your friends.
1: Yeah, that's so
0: true. I, I like,
1: agree with you 100%. Um,
0: in my last relationship, I didn't go to parties. That was my choice. I didn't go to parties, and I didn't, like, socialize with people as much. Yeah, yeah, it's a real thing. Yeah, um, and I kind of regret not going to those parties and not, like, like, hanging out with my friends, not spending more time with my friends. I kind of regret that a little bit, but, that's life (laughs) exactly right exactly um yeah but that's my biggest life lesson now my friends are so important to me they mean so much to me for sure yeah spend more time with them always put like even if like like never put someone who well I've learned to never put someone who you've just started talking to over your friends who you've known for like years yeah I, I think in a way too that I kind of
1: see, like, f- friendships as more stable than some relationships sometimes because there's not this label on friendships of, like, potentially breaking up and never speaking again. Like, I yeah. feel like friendships are always going to be there. Like, we've known That's each other so for five years and, I've, and I love you so much, but, like, you know, I've had so many, like, guys come in the picture and go, but, like, you are, like, always there. Like, yeah. I'm always going to be there for you and I know you're always going to be there for me, so, like...
0: Period. Guys come and go, friends stay. Exactly. So exactly, right? It's true. Yeah. It's very true. It's very interesting. Um, so what red flags are you more perceptive to? Um, I
1: think I definitely Do you wanna outline
0: your situation with your ex first okay. before yes. you answer this question?
1: Honestly, I knew before we started dating that there were many red flags, but I kind of I was willing to put them to the side and just turn a blind eye and ignore them because i thought that by ignoring them they would go away but all it did was just suppressing it made them come out more in the months later like it was always going to be there it was just my mindset kind of ignoring it for my own well-being but that was so selfish of me and i thought i could like change him and and do all that so i think a big thing now is i always I'm interested in like the family and the upbringing. Like, does he have any sisters? That is so true. Or like an older sister, or like is he like the youngest brother of like a family of five brothers? Like, I feel like that plays a big part in in Definitely. their 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 attitude and their mindset towards women.
0: Yeah, their their relationships with their family and, like, is the also very important. If yeah. they if they love, like, if they love their mom, if they, like, that's actually so attractive in a guy when exactly. they have, like, right. good family relationships. Yeah, like,
1: not mommy issues, but, like, you respect your, your family. Yeah. Like. You don't talk negatively of them, because that's just, that's so ugly, like, for someone to, to not have a good relationship. It, of course, not all families are, are perfect, but, you know, if you're saying, like, I fucking hate my mom, my sisters, are like, that's, I don't want to talk to you. Like, are yeah. you okay?
0: Yeah, what? Yeah, it's like, it's just weird. I, I do think that um, guys' relationships, or like, maybe maybe even girls. I'm not really sure. I can't really speak to girls because I'm straight. Yeah. And so, like, I've never dated a woman. Exactly. Um, But I think that uh, the relationship that they have with their mom and their sister can, like, tell a lot yeah. about how they might treat you yeah no
1: I think that's valid I've from my perspective like in my experience every relationship or thing that I had with someone if if they had like at least one sibling like it was a good relationship or like specifically like a female sibling yeah yeah like the most recent guy that I was talking to he was the youngest of three brothers and he's just Just some of the things he said and the way he acted, and I was like, I know, I understand now why you, you say these things, why you behave in this way. And on top of that, he wasn't close with his mom, too, so I was like, okay, (laughs) bye-bye.
0: that makes sense. That is a red flag, not being close
1: to your mom i think i think so yeah what about you what's a big red flag that you've kind of become more perceptive to if you had to narrow it down to one
0: um just um i've become a lot more perceptive to the way that people talk about things so the other day this was recently the other day i was on tinder and this guy like asked if he could have my number to call me and i just wanted yeah, I just wanted to see. Did I tell you about this yet? I don't remember now. He I don't asked think for your this number? Was a couple days ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, okay, interesting. But yeah, I gave him my number because it was a Tuesday night. I was bored, and I wanted to hear what he had to say. Yeah. Um, so basically, the one of the first stories he told me, I don't know how this came up, but he was in France. Apparently he was in Paris, but a part of Paris where they don't speak a lot of English. Oh, okay. Um, and he said that he got someone else to order for him because he couldn't speak any French. And I'm, I, the first thing I said was, "You're going to France, like a specific part of France where they don't speak English, yeah. and you don't know any French at all, like not even <laughs> enough to order a coffee." Okay, like, are you dumb? Yeah, that's that. That was my first thought. I literally said that to him. Yeah. I do not hold back with guys that I don't know because yeah. there's, like, he, ugh he felt felt so entitled to things and i was just like don't even act like yeah don't even act like you you think think don't even act like i want it you know like what do you think (laughs) (laughs) don't even act like that like you're talking as if like it doesn't you're talking as if it doesn't matter what you say i'm still gonna like like sleep with you or something no this was he like living in canada previously like oh yeah he grew up in toronto apparently yeah um, oh, but I didn't finish my story. Okay. We, <laughs> he said that he got someone else to order for him in French. And then apparently the waiter came up to him and said, oh, you're in France. Speak French. Okay. Um, Fair and enough. You know what? You want to hear what he said back? Oh. He said... Oh, if our country hadn't helped you in like the World War, like you wouldn't like Germany would have won, or like you would have. Wow. you wouldn't be here. He so he really said that to someone. Yeah. What a. And that end. was one of the first things that he said to me, and I was just like, I can't fuck with this That's guy. A I can't. Huge red flag. Yeah, huge red flag. Are you serious? That's so disrespectful. Why would you talk? First of all, I don't even know anything about the war, <laughs> yeah. so I had no was idea like, colonization that was like... and everything.
1: Yeah, exactly. You're gonna go into someone else's country and 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 disrespect, disrespect them, their like, language yeah. uh, who do you think you
0: is he like 20 like how old is oh, he? oh yeah is? he's like 20. okay no, no yeah way. i know first of all no <laughs> what um, the hell yeah but that was one of the first uh things that he told me and i literally just as soon as he said that I'll, i just started laughing and i yeah. said i said to him i was like why would you tell me that why would you tell me that? Why is that one of the first, like, stories that you tell me? Is that, that supposed just, to make you look cool? Like, that doesn't make you look cool. It just makes you look disrespectful as fuck. So weird. What um, the hell? People are so weird, man. Yeah, and then he proceeded to tell me about the craziest thing that he's done in bed, which apparently was piss on a girl. So that's um, really cool. Oh, that's hot. Yeah, that's so hot. <laughs> no, fuck no. Yeah. Okay, but he, he He told me, he was like, oh... Um, a lot of my friends who've tried it, I was first, first of all, I was like a lot of your a friends who have tried it. Ew. A lot of, he said a lot of my friends who have tried it have actually ended up loving it. And I was just like, um, so you're telling me that you have a piss kink now. I think that's what he's admitting. Think, Sophie, Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> right now. I'm going to block his
1: number. That is so gross. But yeah, that
0: was some interesting, um, Tuesday night entertainment. Oh yeah. Lovely Tuesday night entertainment. Yeah. That, that actually made my day. That was the funniest thing thing wow. and he like even after different. yeah even after he said all that he acted as that he acted as if like i wanted i still wanted to like do things with him like as that. if oh. as fucking if what do most girls is that an interest to
1: girls like if he pees on people like that's maybe that some I'm girls
0: about? but not me that's so weird i don't know Ew. yeah it's really fucking weird um Okay, another red flag I think just from my experience on Tinder. I've been on Tinder for a couple months now. Okay. Um, so if you add a guy on Snap and he has his Snap Maps on immediately for everyone, mm-hmm. that's a red flag. He's a fuck Really? Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Interesting. And if I, I mean me, it like, like that... if,
0: if I'm just getting this from Tinder, like I don't give a fuck if it's just like some random guy like from my class that I added on Snapchat mm-hmm. and his Snap Maps are on, like yeah, that's okay. But if I add a guy from Tinder. And his snap map is immediately like on yeah. for everyone. Wow! Like, why would you keep your snap map on that for everyone? I don't. I don't really understand people who do that. That is true. Yeah, I, I've never
1: had mine on for everyone. I have it for selected people. It's just weird. Like. It, you know p- sometimes people add you that you don't know or like mutuals but they're like mutuals down the line yeah why do they need to know where you live what, like exactly. your every move it's just so weird like
0: it's like i think especially since it's coming from tinder these guys are adding people that they don't even know and they're just letting everyone yeah. see where they live and like yeah and maybe they're not even in the same country too like it's a literal stranger to you yeah that's that's actually i never thought about that that is true that is a, that's yeah. a red flag yeah um okay talking about platonic relationships what do you think is a red flag in a platonic relationship i think how they talk about
1: their other friends Mm -hmm. like are they disrespectful do they kind of downplay their accomplishments do they support what their friends do and just like the words they use to describe them like one of my previous friends that i don't really speak to that much anymore i knew her from hong kong like she had a friend back home in the US and just the way she talked about her was really negative but she'd be like, yeah, but she's my best friend. You know, like we're in this together. Like I've known her since birth, but like I don't support like her dreams. I don't support blah, blah, blah. i like, she's mean to me and I'm like, so what do you talk about me behind my back while I'm not there that is so true but you're telling me these things about her but on her Instagram you're commenting I love you can't wait to see you but you do the same thing for me so what are you telling other people about me like do you support my ambitions do you actually like me yeah so I just kind of take note of little things that that people say about others like even if I've known you forever like I just think about that
0: yeah I think one big red flag, especially if you're just meeting someone for the first time, is yeah. if they gossip. If for they sure. gossip a lot. That's a good one. Yeah. A good one. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's so true what you said about like, oh, like how they talk about their other friends. Mm-hmm. Like if they talk shit about their other friends to you and you yeah. think, oh, like I thought that they were close. They could be doing the same thing to you. You never know? They could be like, yeah, exactly. Honestly, you never know. What do you think about the phrase, I can fix him? Or her"? <laughs> do you think that anyone can actually fix someone after they get into a relationship? Oh
1: my god. Okay, if I think if I had a, a healthier relationship, my answer to this would be different.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think going into relationships will not fix you. As much as your significant other can motivate you to do better at the end of the day it's all on you if you are trying to quit smoking or eat healthier or do this and do that your significant other can tell you to do that and take you to the gym and buy you healthy foods but you have to actually be ingesting it you have to lift the weights you have to actually put the work in so if you can't do it no one else can make you do it if you don't find that that drive in yourself that's my opinion yeah what are are your thoughts on that
0: um i honestly don't think that you can quote unquote fix someone in a relationship i think someone has to fix their own problems before they get into a relationship oh a hundred percent i think that is like that's the reason why i'm not dating right now because i want to work on myself i want to put on more weight i want to feel more yeah, I want to like just feel better about myself, work on myself before I actually get into another relationship. Yeah. Because if I have those problems when I'm in a relationship, they're not just going to go away. Yeah. They might be able to motivate me to do a bit better, but yeah. I have to do that myself. And I think that's like the best mm-hmm. kind of motivation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I have to do, do that myself. myself. And if I do it all by myself, I'm going to feel good about myself. Yeah,
1: and you're doing it strictly for yourself, too. There's no one around you that you're doing it for. It's just for you. Yeah. And you can see your progress and you can see all the effort you're putting in. Whereas, like, I feel like if you're in a relationship, it's so easy to just, like, neglect the self-care and just immerse yourself always with someone else. Like, you don't have that alone time. You don't have that full freedom that you do when you're by yourself and not dating anyone you know and maybe other people might disagree with that maybe someone maybe some people that are in like loving relationships they might feel like they have complete freedom but I've never had that experience yet so I don't know so for me I just see being alone is like full freedom that's when I'm my happiest and I'm thriving so
0: yeah how do you like being single right now? Like, what are some things that you can do while you're single now that you couldn't do in your past relationship? That's a good question.
1: Honestly, I'm really enjoying it, but it does get lonely sometimes. Like, the person, like, my roommate right now, she's in a three-year relationship, and it's it's such a Gina. beautiful... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so beautiful seeing how, like, happy they are, and they're making long-distance work. Like, they're so happy, and, like, I'm so happy for her. It's amazing, but sometimes I'm like... It makes me think about my past relationship and then I just am quick to remember that my relationship is not what theirs is and then I can just quickly shut that thought out and Mm. but it it gives me hope that there's like someone out there for me yeah um, seeing how like happy they are with each other but honestly I'm enjoying single life and some things that I can do now that I couldn't was like just go out and not have to tell anyone what I'm doing
0: yeah exactly Wear what, like I want, doing what, what I want, say what you want, want yeah. having all that freedom is just so
1: Exactly. Amazing, and I like think. just being able to like talk to guys freely. Like yeah. all my exes in the oh. past were like so angsty about that and don't talk to guys like you can be friends with guys with guys too and not fuck them. Like Yeah. There's no I just feel like I don't have I'm not like on a chokehold now. I can just talk to anyone who I want to and not be like suffocated. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, and I wanted to talk about this as well. Yes. Um, your ex was very overprotective over other guys. Yeah, and I think that might be because he was actually like talking to or seeing other girls like that. Not like like and seeing that happens. Going on <laughs> oh my god! Tell us about it. Do you yeah, want to talk about is, it? Yeah, I'm, yeah. Of course, I'm okay
1: to talk about it. It's been a while now. Yeah, I think just. I noticed that after time too, I realized, like, why do you feel that way? Why do you feel like every guy that I talk to, I'm, I'm flirting with them or I'm trying to get in bed with them? And I realized that's because subconsciously, that's what you know you're doing. So you automatically assume I'm doing the same thing, but I'm not. And honestly, the, the way he went about me talking to other guys, like, it, it genuinely caused me to push all my guy friends away. I had maybe, like, 10 or 15 guys that I was relatively close to, and I knew before my my boyfriend as well at the time. And just, I put put him over everything, and I just thought, you know, this guy wants the best for me, and he wouldn't hurt me, right? So he told me to, like, cut people out and, like, not talk to certain people, and so I, I listened to him stupidly i was blinded by the love too so he was just had this chokehold on me i felt like i was on a leash for the whole year and a half and you know after we broke up like i tried to rekindle a lot of the relationships that with the guy friends that i had some of them didn't want to talk to me again because they were really hurt by what i did and i completely understand and i respect that like it's sad to think about a lot of the male friendships that i lost because of my relationship but a lot of them i did get back and it's just so refreshing being able to talk to my old childhood friends who just happen to be guys. Like, it doesn't yeah. even matter if they're a guy or a girl. Like, yeah. they're just guys, you know? Did you ever have a, an, an ex that was, like, really controlling? Or? No, never. I would not. I, I don't hope you
0: never have to experience that. Like, horrible. That turns me off so much. It, like, when another guy is so, like, controlling over who yeah. you can talk to,
1: they're not comfortable with themselves. Like, are, you, why, are you, why are you so insecure about someone else? Like, just be happy with what you bring to the table and if you're not like do better yeah. work on yourself don't don't put yourself out there then yet. like as you said you know you're working exactly. on yourself before you are able to give yourself to someone
0: yeah if someone has if someone has those insecurities going into a relationship it will reflect in the way that they uh-huh. treat you 100 100%. mm-hmm. percent it there's like there's no ignoring it
1: yeah insecurity and the jealousy and just anxiety and all of that they're very common problems that people deal with but no, you know just because you have those things like you shouldn't feel like you need to be with someone to make you feel better like just focus on yourself mm-hmm. talk to people but like there's the average life expectancy is like 80 80 90 years old we have our whole lives ahead of us we're only 19 now like there's no rush to be in a relationship or be dating for like 10 years at like at such a young age yeah there's no find people explore find yourself more importantly
0: but all the power to people who are in like happy relationships of course of course
1: so happy for everyone that is but you know that's just not the path that we're going on and that's okay too it's completely fine that we're not in relationships
0: yeah and i'm enjoying it yeah no i
1: hope so yeah Yeah. (laughs) you look you look very happy i love how you're getting out you're doing your soccer practice you're Mm. just you've got a beautiful bedroom and you have a great group of friends, like, you're busy with school.
0: Mm-hmm. Life is good. Um. Okay, this is just, like, an off-script question, but what do you think about um, people who get into relationships with other people when they just don't have the time to see them? Mm, I hate that because I think... <sighs> or, like, maybe 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 you're complaining that you're not seeing them enough and then they say, oh, I just, like, don't have the time yeah
1: well why did you commit yourself in the first place like I think the best I mean I guess if it's like a do I guess if it's like a long-term relationship and let's say you're doing long distance but you're anticipating seeing them again in the near future like within the next few months that's okay but if it's the kind of thing like they live close to you but they just don't have time yeah or they're like busy with work or they just have bad time management like Why did you make yourself available to me in the first place? Like, I want to hang out with you. I want to talk to you. I want to physically be there with you. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I would just hate that if I got into a relationship with someone and I found that they didn't even have time for me. Like, am I not a priority to you?
0: Yeah. What do you think about the phrase? Because I've heard this a lot. Mm -hmm. If he wanted to be with you, he would make time for you.
1: Like, if he wanted to, he would?
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. If he wanted to, he would. Mm -hmm. I I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I think I agree with that. Do you agree with that? I think it depends on the situation. Okay, what do you mean by that? I think that sometimes, like, if they're, like, a really, really busy person, they have work, they have school, they have, like, other yes, yeah. kind of um, commitments. Mm-hmm. I think that that's okay. And I think yeah. that, like, before they get into a relationship, they should say, like, I might be, like, like right now, I'm yeah. really busy. yeah yeah, for sure or just straight up say I'm like too busy for a relationship right now so that at least you don't have that like kind of expectations
1: I think that that would be amazing to kind of put your cards on the table and let the other person know that but I know a lot of people just don't make that clear to their significant other and they don't say I'm busy I have commitments they just kind of do their own thing and it leaves the other person helpless like there's just it's the communication issue like (laughs) yeah just a small conversation about being busy could fix so much. Mm-hmm. It could really change so much and just give the other person so much reassurance that, I know I'm not ignoring you. Mm-hmm. I just have things to do. Yeah. But I'll get back to you in the evening or I'll get back to you
0: in a few days, you know? hmm Yeah. Um, okay, this question I made. Okay. Um, if you could redo your last relationship, what would you do differently? <sighs> wow. Um wow that's
1: a good question i think the first thing i would do is speak up for myself more i think i let a lot of things slide because i was really young and my first relationship to you know i just again i put my trust in all this person and even when they hurt me i just i was like this is my life partner this is my soulmate so and that's what
0: he told you as well yeah
1: that's what he made me believe he made me believe that he never want. He wanted to marry me, have yeah. kids with me, and just you know, so, all of that.
0: Um, since I do know about your situation, yes. like I, I feel like I can dig a little deeper if you're okay talking about of course, it. Of course, of course, of um, course. I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> cool. Brain fart. Wait, what I were we just you. talking about? Uh oh my god. <laughs> oh, you said that okay. he said that he would like marry you yeah. and oh, like yes, okay. Yes, yes. Um so how does that compare to the way that things ended? Oh, my God. Okay, that, the scariest thing was
1: seeing how he... Okay, so after the breakup was was pretty messy. And, like, after we weren't even together, like, there was sh- stuff going on. And I was hearing that he was talking about me. And, like, I heard about all the girls he
0: was getting with. and I remember going to the beach with you and you saying he's going out for lunch with another girl right now. That was the day before we broke up. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. And, Sophie, the girl that he went for
1: lunch with, they fuck now. They are current. They have a thing.
0: Oh, my God. Isn't that crazy?
1: Ugh. Isn't that crazy? I remember telling you. I remember also asking him. I was like, I know we're breaking up tomorrow, but, like, I just... I have this slight suspicion, and I don't usually overthink I'm pretty. I like to think that I'm pretty, like, level-headed when it comes to this stuff. But I was yeah. like, you know, I'm also a girl. I see how she talks to you and the things that she messages you. Obviously, she knows we're not going to be together anymore. And they had never gone for lunch before. This was the first time they were, like, properly hanging out. So I saw she was trying to get in there, yeah, which is also, fine. I'm on the
0: way out. You can have you can have lunch with a friend. Yeah, It's just, like... Just lunch you and her with someone that you don't really know. Yeah, and he
1: didn't tell me either. So I I found out through like Snap Maps and like I I had to ask him and I didn't want to feel like he didn't tell you about that. No, no. Isn't that crazy? So that's why I felt like. Massive red flag. Yeah. Massive red flag. Even more reason why I felt anxious because I was like, if you were doing something behind my back, of course you're not going to tell me. So like, why are you being so sneaky? And now. Putting yeah, the why puzzle... was he being sneaky with exactly. it? Exactly, and it was just so frustrating. Like me and you were at this beach, like hours away, and like there was no Wi Fi. Like so, I was just sitting at the beach with you, like oh my god, what is happening? Like feeling anxious, but it's so crazy. Like putting the puzzle pieces together now, realizing that they are currently like they were hanging out the other day too, and they were like at a Gross. Halloween party, you know. Gross. It's so that that's that. Like I, I it's just my suspicions were correct, and it's so sad that. I called it, but, like, it is what it is, you know.
0: But you told me that he didn't even want to break up when you left. Yeah. That was, that was even the plan. Yeah. You guys were, like, that's what he wanted. He wanted to be in a long-distance relationship with you. Yep. And then he was so, like, settled on this idea. He was like, "I we're not breaking up. We're soulmates. We're supposed to yes. get married. We're supposed to have kids. Yeah. And then how quickly did things end? Oh, it was crazy.
1: What we originally said, since I didn't want to do long distance because I knew he was an insecure person already, I'm like, if you're insecure and we're in the same country, how are you going to feel when I'm in a different continent and you don't know anyone that I'm hanging out with, plus the time difference? like There's only going to be a three-hour period that we're awake in the same time, Mm -hmm. and I will be busy with university work, and you're going to be busy with your job. Like It's just not going to work out. And all of our friends back home did not end up doing long distance either. So it wasn't like it was just me that didn't want to. So then we said, okay, we'll break up in August before I leave.
0: And what happened was we broke up in June June 16th. He sent you a text saying, can we break up on Wednesday? Yes. He, yes. This motherfucker yep. scheduled a breakup. Yep. And he told people before, I like there were people that knew
1: that we were breaking up on Wednesday before I even did.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I don't even know how that's possible. It just all,
0: all came at once, right? Because yeah. I remember being with you at You're your so house. Suspicious. And he, he sent a text saying, oh, let's break up on Wednesday. Yeah, I remember when I was, like, crying in the bathroom. I remember I was so that. sad. Yeah. I
1: remember that. That was, it was awful. Crazy. It was so sad and it was so unexpected. And, like, the day that he chose to break up, I was about to get my wisdom teeth out, too. So I couldn't even, like, cry or be upset. I was just... I just had to sit with the pain and you know I'm not I wasn't asking him to like wait longer because I was getting my wisdom teeth out but I was like this is just such bad timing and also where did this come from
0: yeah exactly I'm leaving don't you want to spend
1: more time with me before I go and he just did the complete
0: opposite (laughs) so you can just tell like how quick that was it's extremely suspicious especially since you told me that when you tried to break up with him how many times did you tried to break up with him uh, more than i can
1: even count at least five or six and, and i was nice about them every time too
0: yeah
1: like genuinely i was and nice what happened when you tried to break up with him okay it always ended up in an argument. And it was always him telling me, I don't know what's best for me. I'm like his he's my savior. If if I break up with him, if I leave him, all my bad habits are gonna come. He he thought he like saved me from something. As if I was broken before. Like he broke me. I was fine before I met him. So that's why I'm slowly just working on myself now. But he it was an argument and he would just cry and become so emotional and many times he threatened to kill himself and he would send photos of him like cutting himself in the mornings and it was just it was a horrible horrible thing to experience and I would never wish that upon anyone but I don't regret going through that it was it it taught me a lot about men and relationships and just it taught me a lot about trust um so as much as it sucked I'm happy that I went through it and I would hope that from my experience, like, you can notice those red flags, too, and, like, insecure guys are not the move. Yeah. And you cannot change them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> there's no changing them.
1: They need to go to therapy no, or do something.
0: There's literally no changing them. Because I remember yeah. you um, coming to my house, um, I think maybe eight or nine months into the relationship. So, and you guys, yeah. I remember, I think about this a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you said that uh, his, like, trigger word was, like, February or something. Yeah so what happened in february
1: february oh yes um there was a time when i went to vacation with a friend in bali and a friend a guy friend of mine he sent me like an audio recording being like i miss you like i can't wait for you to come back it was nothing sexual nothing like that at all Yeah. um and i just told my ex as a joke i was like oh you know like i'm gonna hang out with my friend like when we come back blah 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 like I don't mean it to make you jealous at all, like I'm just saying like, oh, I miss him, you know, like, how are you doing, and it became a huge thing, he got so angry, he was like, why are you still talking to him, like, why need why you need other guys in your life, like, am I not good enough for you, and it became a pity party, and he was like, oh, I'm sorry I can't be this for you, I'm sorry I can't. I'm not good enough that you need to still have other guy friends in, l- in your life. And I'm like, what? Where does this come from? I can have more than one guy friend in my life that's not you. Like, what? And that's when I really started to see the power dynamic. Like, I really realized that he thought I was inferior to him. And he wanted to have all this control over me. So he was just... That was horrible.
0: And at the same time, I remember... You saying that he sent like shirtless pictures to other girls, and is that also part of the February thing? That was
1: part of the February thing. I think that was kind of like a revengeful thing that he did. He thought that I told him that as a, to in spite of him or to make him feel a kind of way, and you know then that happened, and obviously all the girls that he sent them to were my friends, and they told me about it like minutes after it happened, and then I went to tell Owen, and he was like, no, it's not like that, and. You know, it was just, again, fuck, like, I can't do anything right. I hate my life. I hate myself. I just want to die, blah, blah. And I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, every single time. And the reason why I stayed for so long is because I just kept, I think he just kept having this victim mentality. And I was like, I want to help you. I want to nurture you. I don't know if that's like a feminine instinct thing. I just wanted to take care of him. You were like his mother. Yeah, I really, there were times when I was his mother and not his girlfriend. There's oh so God. many times when I look back and I just think this was not a loving relationship. This is like a mother son relationship, yeah. And he knows that I used to say that to him too, and he'd be like, "Oh, well, like, thank you for taking care of me. And I'm like, I don't mean it like that. I'm I not mean, that's enjoying not a myself, good yeah, that's not a good thing. this is you should be embarrassed that i I feel this way about our relationship. That's not how it's supposed to be. And he would just, I don't know, he took that as a compliment. can't. <laughs>
0: Yeah, thanks for being my fucking mom in the relationship. Exactly. That is one thing that I don't think I will ever I hope I will never have Good. to experience. I never wanna become yeah. someone's mom in the relationship. Yeah. Um and I think that's also like why dating more mature guys is better. Yeah. Um I did like talk to for like maybe two weeks, this guy from Tinder and um he just he had just moved to Canada. Oh, he man. like also came comes from a rich family. Yeah. Um, so obviously he's going to feel like, well, he just was not ready to move, I think. Or, like, maybe there's some things that you have to learn as you're moving that, like, oh, I got to clean my room. Or, like, oh, I have to, like, take care of myself. There's, like, yeah. like daily chores that you have to do. Mm-hmm. And if you just don't do it, then it's literally just like you're living as a yeah. child in your mommy's like i don't know house or something
1: and again that's not something anyone can make you do you need to do it yourself no one's gonna do your laundry so i was at this
0: guy's place and um he was about to make a smoothie and he was like oh i can't make a smoothie the thing is dirty and i'm like so so wash it maybe you have a fucking sponge so i literally took it and i washed it myself and i was like can't believe i'm doing this for this guy yeah and then I invited him to my birthday party and he's he started oh no, no no I did invite him, him to my birthday party he started ghosting me and then day of my birthday he said happy birthday you can keep the sweater that like I gave you yeah, as wasn't a gift like it doesn't even fit me anyways yeah that's what he said he was like oh it doesn't fit me and I can't return it and it's just like wow thanks so much like i just get that's your sweater just because it doesn't fit you book. like that's such a backhanded gift right wow anyway i thought that that was funny <laughs>
1: Interesting. wow that's so weird you see everything i think i've learned now that to treat people as experiences not possessions mm. because imagine if you felt so attached to him and then he did these things you would feel so hurt but now you just see it as a life lesson and you can move on with with yourself
0: i think also when you're interested in someone you try and ignore the things that they like ignore their weaknesses i guess like quote unquote weaknesses yeah Um, and that's a dangerous thing that's like now seeing people like casually dating i guess Mm -hmm. it's like i'm more perceptive to the bad things as well yeah i like i notice the good things and the bad things yeah and so yeah so that like him ghosting me actually did not affect me at all amazing so you don't talk now huh
1: you guys don't talk at all now or like on and off
0: no no no, not at all i think that's
1: for the best and i hope you're happy with how that's going yeah
0: I think I'm happy with that. I don't okay. want to be dating a fucking child... Yeah. ...who gets a lot of money from his money? What a waste of time. You don't have time for that? You're in second yeah. year, dude.
1: You don't have time for that. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I literally...
0: I don't have time for that, and I don't, like... I just also wish that people would be more, like, straight up with what they want. Yeah. Um, I wasn't looking for a relationship. Maybe okay. he was, and maybe that's why he started ghosting me or maybe. something. Because he didn't, like, see something in me, but yeah. if... Someone has a problem with me. Again, Yeah. like, emphasizing this again. If someone has a problem with me, I want them to tell me about it immediately. They need to
1: communicate that way. They need to communicate,
0: not just ghosting. I think ghosting is the worst way to stop seeing someone. Yeah, it
1: just leaves your mind racing. You feel like, what did
0: I do? Did I do something? Oh, I actually wanted to talk about that. Okay. So, um, I wrote this little part here. This is a pre- Awesome. Like- like i planned this out i wrote all this out so um i believe that most things happen for a reason i say most because obviously this does not apply to everything um so not everyone thinks this way but i believe it's my way to deal or cope with anything bad that happens to me um it's a good way of thinking i think um so personally oops that p popped Personally, the second I started thinking of my not-so-great experiences as opportunities to learn and grow, it completely changed the way that I approach new relationships and how I thought about my old ones as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So obviously, this doesn't mean that I think like a robot, and as soon as a serious relationship ends, I'm like, oh, well, at least I learned something from it. Mm -hmm. Like, after a relationship or situationship, I actually find myself getting so in my head. I'm like, what could I have done differently? What did I do wrong? How could I have prevented this from happening? and then I also like replay all the stupid shit I said like maybe like but the thing is the truth is they don't think about that that much yeah, they don't maybe like it's literally just you like maybe like as- like even just in class now now that classes are in person or some classes are in person yeah. I like find myself like stumbling over my words or like maybe I stutter and then I think about that for the rest of the day and then I'm like no one's really thinking no one about that one even right realize
1: you stuttered in the first place I don't
0: think anyone cares because no, no, it happens Um, but yeah, that kind of stuff is normal, right? So everyone gets in their head sometimes and it's hard to avoid that once there's a big change in your life, especially getting out of like a long relationship. Um, I think it's important. Oops, that pee popped. Um, I think it's important to know that feeling shitty is normal and that you're not alone and that the world is not against you. It's a good message to put out there. Yeah, it's true. So what do you think about casual dating? Um mm, I don't
1: like the idea of it but I also have never I, I don't think I've ever casually dated before. I don't like the idea of
0: that. I don't know. I I guess maybe it's not for me. What yeah. about you? Have you have you I'm
1: tried like that kind of
0: casual dating right now. Okay. But um that's that's a word that Marley said when yeah, she was like, "Oh, you're like casual dating now." And I'm like well, dating is a yeah, big word for that. that is a big like word. that's that's kind of like an oxymoron, right? That's yeah. what it's called oxymoron, oxymoron when like there are two different words put together and they're they mean like the opposite. So casual dating, I think, is a very interesting word. Uh, yeah, that
1: sounds like there's no commitment there.
0: Yeah, no, it sounds like there's no commitment, but also like there's a label on it yeah. or like what? So when I was like that guy that I was talking about, who I invited to my birthday party. Oh, he didn't go to my birthday party, by the that was way. So weird. Um. Yeah. He had like a test or something on Tuesday. Oh yeah, he said that he had like two midterms and I was just like, okay, you're obviously not coming. Yeah. Um What was I going to say? Oh yeah. So, um Marley was like, "Oh, so you're like casually dating this guy." And I'm like, "No." Cuz yeah. I don't want it. I don't want to put like a label that I'm dating this guy, like yeah. casually dating. I don't know. I think that's a really weird word. I've never heard that before either. I don't like that. Casual dating. But also, like, what? Are you casually dating, like, more than one person at once? Or, like... Then... Then, like, what's the point? You're not dating Then It's just, like, you're just going on dates. You're not dating. You're going on dates. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah,
1: I don't know how I feel about that. But, I mean, I guess it's just not for everyone. I'm sure some people can make that work,
0: but... It's not for everyone. Because um i don't know it's just like it's i i think it's such a weird concept maybe some people casual dating i don't know like what what do you say to people like oh we're casually dating what so are you seeing other people as well or Maybe, maybe
1: people just like having one person to come back to at the end of the day but also having the freedom to like go on dates with other people as well but then that's not dating. Then are know. you casually
0: dating everyone that you're seeing? Yeah. You know? Like Like think- where do you
1: where do you draw the line between just f- talking and like casual dating? Like I don't know. That's
0: just a yeah. weird concept. I think it's a weird concept as well. Interesting. Um, this is my last question for you. It's kind okay. of a long one and I'm also gonna like kind of explain it. Awesome. Um, So what are your expectations for people that you have relationships with? And I'm not only talking about romantic relationships, I'm talking about platonic relationships as well. Mm -hmm. So I guess like expectations is kind of a strong word. I don't think that's right, but I can't think of a better word for it. Okay. Um, So to rephrase that question, what is the bare minimum you expect from your friends or romantic partners? That's a good question. Um,
1: My biggest thing is freedom and not being jealous of who I talk to and what I do. Even, like, girl-on-girl, like, friendships. I know some people that, you know, if I were to go hang out with another girl or go to stay over at someone else's house, like, they would feel, oh, while you're choosing them over me, you don't like me anymore. It's not like that. I have more friends than you in my life. Like, yeah, just let me it's have my freedom. not just you
0: in my life.
1: Yeah, That's and I still love and care about you the same just because I have another friend like if I had just one friend I think that'd be a little bit concerning like shouldn't you be happy for me that I have a big circle of friends and if you don't I'm not gonna talk to you anymore and I think freedom for me is the biggest because like with my parents and stuff they never gave me freedom you know I when I came to Toronto I was 19 years old this is the only time I've really been able to live for myself. That's why I kind of went crazy and I got all these piercings and oh, tattoos. yeah, you got three you know? tattoos. I love I them, though. I did three. Thanks, girl. Three in the space of, like, two months, you know? And it's just because my parents, are traditional Greek parenting and they are just had me on a chokehold just like my ex did. So it's the fact that I had two people, two of the most significant, prominent people in my life, stepping on my neck and having me on a leash for, like, years and years now. All I've ever wanted from platonic or romantic relationships is just freedom Mm. free of judgment let me do my thing i'm not gonna hurt you i promise i'm not gonna hurt you just trust in me that's it just give me my space i'll give you your space and we'll be happy what about you what's your answer to that question
0: um so i know some people okay when we had this kind of um question in like French class it would be like really specific like oh we have to see each other at least twice a week like but I'm gonna I'm not gonna talk about that kind of stuff um I think the bare minimum is that is honesty yeah I think the least you could do for me is tell me the truth Mm -hmm. that is the absolute like bare minimum I hate bitches who lie I hate people who sugarcoat things (laughs) not just bitches it's boys as well (laughs) boys can be bitches (laughs) yes they can they can Um, but yeah that's literally bottom line if you don't tell me the truth i won't respect you yeah i think that's fair and that's not a big ask either
1: it's not a big it's not a hassle it's
0: easier to be honest than to lie yeah i think i think so as well yeah like, first of all, I'm a bad liar, so I'm always going to tell you the truth about something. Um. No, that's good. I think I respect
1: that about you, and I hope a lot of other people respect that as well. Like, you're just very transparent, and you see what's on your mind, and if something bothers you, you don't just let it slide because you respect yourself. Yeah. If something, If someone crosses your boundaries or oversteps or says something rude, like, why would you just allow them to? Like, you say your piece, and if they're going to be offended by that, they weren't the one for you, but if they're a genuine friend, they'll take what you said and apologize and do better. And think
0: about it. Yeah. Like, I hate people who, like, when you um, tell them about something that, like, maybe you were hurt by something and they're just... They think, like, oh, my, like, least favorite response, like, when I'm, like, complaining about something or, like, maybe I'm, like, oh, like, you weren't there for me, like, at this point. Like, I really wish you were. Like, being nice about it. My least favorite response is oh you're overthinking it
1: yep you are not the one to tell me if I'm overthinking that's how I felt you don't know how I feel all I wanted was you for you to be there for me don't be defensive now just
0: apologize and swallow your pride exactly swallow your pride that is the number one like just like and like accept that maybe you hurt them if you personally think that they are overthinking you don't say that to someone who's overthinking because it just makes them feel invalidated you gotta say like I think there's some things that you need to think about or maybe like maybe like just take some time to like process this or like I don't know but also going back to the whole sugarcoating honesty thing I think um I hate sugarcoating I hate it so much Mm -hmm. because I would rather like find out about something early and like I guess like grieve about it or like like have my moment like process it rather than knowing that they kept something from me to like I guess save my emotions that just hurts me even more that the whole time you knew this and you didn't tell me
1: yeah I think some people would also kind of look at that and be like oh, but what you don't know can't hurt you, and I, hate I wanted that. to protect I... you, but you're gonna find out eventually. Mm-hmm. The truth always comes out. Always so you might as well then. just tell them from the jump. Right when it happens, mm-hmm. this is what happened. I'm sorry it happened, but I want you to find out from me, not from someone else later down the line, and also the gen- the truth.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really appreciate honesty and friendship. I really appreciate, even if it fucking hurts me, like, um, over quarantine, my fr- uh, Marley told me something that, like, really made me upset. Yeah. Um, and, like, I'm glad that she told me then. Like, I couldn't sleep that night that I found out, but yeah. it, like, I'm glad that she told me early so that I had time to process it, and, yeah. And you just slept on it, and, and, and then it passed with time. Yeah, right? with time. Yeah. I think time is the <laughs> this is corny as hell but i think time is the ultimate healer it is so
1: true yeah it is so true everything like, that i've been through that i thought i never would go through eventually went away with time Mhm. every just you need it to just, just like, let
0: it sit but it also pass. it doesn't completely like heal everything that is true too. maybe it i think it just like time dulls the feeling it mm-hmm. dulls it it doesn't make it completely go away. Sometimes you're just, like, thinking about that and, like, yeah. s- thinking about something or an experience you had and, like, feeling, like, sad. Yeah. That is normal. Yeah. That's normal to look back at stuff and think, like, like maybe that something that happened, like, a year ago. That's normal to, yeah. uh, like, a year or two ago. You can still think about that and feel upset.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of people also kind of, for someone that thinks that time does not heal all wounds, it, as much as... You need to let things pass. You need to also actively, like, be bettering yourself. Like, if you just have the same mindset and let time pass, you won't get better. You need to, with time, do better, work on yourself, see, like, your character flaws. Because everyone is imperfect. Like, we all judge everyone, but we all have issues. No one is perfect. Yeah, and that is okay. Absolutely no one is perfect. And we never will be. We never are going to be perfect. I have toxic traits. You have, like, my mom, everyone has toxic traits. It's just about acknowledging that and wanting to do better with time and that is how we become better people in the future wanting
0: to do better yourself i i have so much respect for people who think that way who who say like i have flaws i am not the most perfect person but i'm trying to better myself i really respect that thanks
1: i know you have that mindset too i can see it in how you go about your day like we are all imperfect and the only thing we can do to try and better ourselves is just really sit and reflect and realize, what can I do better? Or how did I hurt this person? Or take accountability, you know, there's sometimes times where I look back at situations that I've been through where I put all the blame on the other person, but now I can just sit and be like, no, I think I also played a part in that. I, I shouldn't, I'm not the victim here. I also said things that were hurtful. I also acted in ways that were childish, so it's wrong for me to just put all the blame on that person and not acknowledge the part that I played. So I've been doing a lot of just reflecting now and being like, wow and like I need to really work on my character development. But that's what life is about. That's why we have that's why we live for so long, to just better ourselves and live a happy life.
0: Um off script again, what did you do to make yourself feel better after the breakup?
1: Um I went kayaking and I went swimming and hiking as much as I could I spent all my time outdoors and I honestly just before I left Hong Kong I think I was pretty much over it but um coming to Toronto it really set me back because there's no there's no nature life and that kind of environment like back home yeah and it's just cold and I just always feel like I'm stuck in my room and it's it's been hard to adjust and it definitely has set me back a bit like I feel like I'm a few steps behind now and I'm struggling a little bit with the breakup like I see that he's back home in Hong Kong and he has all the the access to what I don't have now so it makes me sad sometimes but what I've been doing in in replacement of the kayaking and swimming and all that it's just like going for walks and keeping my window open to just let fresh air in and like decorating my room and just seeing family and trying new restaurants and stuff and like treating myself and like going shopping not excessively but just when i feel like sad i'll just go walk around the eden center and like if i want to get a shirt like i'll get it
0: yeah yeah Treat what do yourself. you do though
1: what do, what's your self-care what do um, you do when you feel sad
0: okay so when i moved to canada um i didn't know what to do because i couldn't get anything because i was in quarantine so all i did was cry every day wow yeah cried every single day of my quarantine. Wow. And then my most recent breakup, I was, like, I think that, like, seeing your friends after a breakup is the best thing, because, Definitely. yeah, like, I like acting, like, like, right after, like, ser- something serious ends, I like acting like nothing happened. Yeah. yeah.
1: I see that I, about you, actually. I see that about yeah. you. Which is um, not, that, how did that work for you?
0: Um, well... I mean, like, I was just, like, the, the day that we broke up, I cried for a bit, and then people were like, want to go out to the Eaton Center, and I was like, you know what? Yeah. I need something to distract me. I need something to make me myself feel better. Yeah. Seeing friends will make me feel better. So I went out. I was still miserable as fuck, but I think that, that it kind of lightened the mood. It yeah. kind of lightened the mood. It kind of got me out of my own head. Yeah. Um, I think that's the most important thing like if I'm just alone processes uh, processing something in my room I'm just obviously gonna get in my head and it's so scary when you get in your head a lot of the time you're just like how can I even think this kind of stuff about myself like I'm I'm like like saying stuff to myself and I'm thinking stuff about myself that I would never think or say about some someone that I hate like I would say Like like I think that's a, a big thing as well, like, turning your negative self-talk into positive self-talk. And that actually, like, it's proven to work. In sports psychology, That is proven to work. Like, doing, changing to positive self-talk, it, like, actually makes you feel better. And apparently, it actually, like, makes you perform better as well. So, um, stuff that some people say, I actually listened to a podcast and they talked about this as well. Um, what was I saying? Podcast? Oh, a lot of people will just say things about themselves that they would never say to someone that yeah. they even they hate
1: also would you tolerate someone saying that to yourself no like, that's, that's so, so true. mean it's sometimes so mean you are that. the you are your own demon <laughs> you are your biggest bully you really are yeah,
0: yeah so some people will say things like i find myself saying things like oh my god i'm so stupid like stuff yeah. like that like why would i say that about myself And if anyone said that to
1: you, Jen, if if I called you stupid, you would not be, you would not be okay with
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be okay with that. Don't say things about yourself that you wouldn't say to someone, even your worst enemies. Yeah, and if you say it a hundred times, you believe it.
1: Exactly. And that's when you get insecure, and that's when things happen, so you need to learn to talk nicely to yourself. And it's it's a long journey, but it's important that you get there.
0: Instead of saying things like, oh, I'm so stupid, or like, oh, I should have, like, done something else, like, I'm such a dumbass, like just say like i made a mistake and we're past it M-
1: mistakes are inevitable they're always going to happen you just need to change your way on how you look how you see mistakes as a growth opportunity not a setback you can learn from everything in life it's just depending on your mindset if you have a horrible mindset about everything around you it's going to negatively reflect how you look at yourself and that will impact your work life your social life everything you need to just Have a positive mindset, but again, that's easier said than done.
0: It's so much easier said than done. Like having a positive mindset, especially when you're like in your head about things.
1: Yeah, that's very true. I'm sure everything though will pass and there will be a time when I know a lot of people when they're retired, like their goal is to retire debt free and just have no issues in life, you know, and as much as that seems far away, like there will be a period in our life where like life is just good. There's nothing bad happening, there's no drama, there's no whatever, like, we will just be content, and we'll be retired and living somewhere nice by the beach, hopefully. Maybe have a
0: family if you want that. Do you want a family? I do want a family.
1: How old do you want to
0: settle down? Have you thought Uh, about that yet? I don't don't know. The thing is, like, if the right person comes in, Mm -hmm. then I probably would, I wouldn't want a family until maybe I'm about 30. I think that's a good age. Yeah, I think that's, I a, think good that's a good age. Yeah, I want to enjoy my twenties. I don't want to my 20s. 20s. Don't wanna yes. ruin my hoo ha. <laughs> everyone, yes, everyone says you should spend
1: your first twenty, the first five years of your twenties, like single. Every Instagram page I see is twenties should be single.
0: But also maybe that's Instagram
1: catering to you. That you is know? also true because that's all I see. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and that's all of the stuff that i like so to wrap things up i'm gonna ask you the same question again from the beginning so what is the biggest life lesson you've learned or taken from a past relationship after like considering everything that we've just talked about what do you want to leave with the listener
1: i would say be careful about who you share yourself with not everyone that you come across has the best intentions for you like you were saying too Everyone seems so nice and friendly in the beginning, but that's just human nature. We want to make more friends. We want to be seen with more people. We want to have a huge friendship circle. It makes us look cool, but you need to sit back and realize not everyone has pure intentions for you. Not everyone wants to see you thrive and win. People are going to wish bad upon you, and people are going to want to see your downfall, and people are going to talk bad about you. People are going to victimize themselves and make you look bad, so just... Be careful about who you let into your inner circle and protect your energy. Don't waste your energy on people who are not worth your time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's my biggest takeaway from that. What about you?
0: Um, the biggest life lesson I've learned, I'm going to stick with my original answer. I'm going to yeah. say friends come first. Friends and family come first. Always. Because they're always going to be there for you. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a relationship with someone, once that ends, it yeah. won't be the same i don't think 100%. thank you for coming alex thanks for having Said you girl. some that was very amazing. insightful things i think that was therapeutic as it well was. that was amazing to just talk about that
1: that was i just feel like i healed my inner child a little bit yeah that was really nice yeah. thanks girl thank you for
0: having me yeah thanks for coming on to our podcast our podcast my podcast yes sophie's <laughs> podcast okay thanks, girl. anything else you want to leave with the listeners i need water i'm good okay <laughs> been talking for so long. Thank you, Alec. Thanks, girl.